0: I really think that the more responsibility we can take for ourselves and our mental health, the easier it is for us to ask for that at work, to ask for that with our partner, to ask for that from ourselves. and then um, and then we can really change the world, you know in this way. I just I really believe in it. So but it does mean that we all have to take responsibility for taking care of ourselves and understanding what our mental health and well-being needs are. and stop shaming people. Each week, my guests will bring bold, executable, intrinsic, and targeted steps that you can use to put yourself first and be it till you see it. It's a practice, not a perfect. Let's get started. All right, everyone. Welcome back to the Be It Till You See interview recap where my co-host is my bestie, Claire Sully. She's back and we are going to dig into a real talk combo I had with Melissa Doman in our last episode. If you haven't yet listened to the interview, go back, listen to it. Oh my gosh. It is so fired up. So fun. Like it's probably the most fired up you'll hear anyone when they're talking about mental health. (laughs) awareness and well-being shaming. Um, so then you can go back, listen to that one, come back and join us. You can listen to Claire and I riff on it and then go back. But Claire selling my slingshot friend. If you're on the YouTube channel, you saw the necklace she's wearing. Uh, she is, um, when it was our guest on episode 19, she's in a couple of recaps with us. And it's because Brad is currently in Cambodia while we're recording this. So, um, Claire, thanks for being
1: here. Hi. Thanks for having me back. I'm I'm excited. I'm I'm uh, remote from New York this time. I was remote from North Carolina the last two times.
0: <laughs> I know. It's we're just like catching you wherever. Um and it's so fun. And also, I'm just really I'm excited that you got to you got to listen to this so y'all. This is the first recap we're doing right after the interview. Right after. <laughs> so normally, it gets produced. There's a whole thing. We listen to it a couple more times. We talk about it because we wanted to get Melissa on and get this episode to your ears during mental health awareness month. While you're thinking about it, I should be thinking about it all the time, but while everyone's actually thinking about it right now, um, we had to do a little fun, like this is a trial. So we'll hear how it goes. You let us know how we're doing on this recap. So anyway, thanks for being here. Um, real quick, everyone. Uh, June 5th is the start of the control your balance challenge. Uh, So this is a free challenge where I am actually helping people who own a reformer or other Pilates equipment do a more advanced exercise. And that doesn't mean that you have to have it down by the end of the week. We don't do perfect. We do progress. But if you are scared to do control balance off on the reformer or control balance on the mat, because it is weird. It's like a somersault into an arabesque and somersaulting back on. I hear you not a dancer. Those words made no sense to me. And I was learning it, but I'm here to help break it down. My OPC teachers are joining us. So you can go to onlinepliceclasses.com to sign up for this challenge. Uh, again, it's free and it's one week long. And you're going to get lots of different classes, tips, and tools to do some advanced scary work. So anyways, um, that's next week. All right, loves. I want you to be listening in. If you are a teacher or a studio owner, I want you at my house. I mean, I've heard that we had an incredible business retreat here in Las Vegas in March, and it was beyond incredible and the wins i've been hearing out of our retreaters since they left it's only been a month is out of this world insane so amazing and so if you are feeling like you're in monotony mode that you are stuck that you're just continuing to be in this hamster wheel and nothing is actually going or you actually don't even know where to go next i want you here okay i want you in the community i want you in the container I want to hug you and also help you with your business. And Brad's here. We've got Monica from Girl Squad and her whole team here to do photos and some amazing adventures in between. So do not wait. You will definitely want to be at our fall retreat. It's October 5th, the 9th. We're already one third sold out the time that I'm recording this. So come on, join us at ProfitablePilates.com slash retreat. ProfitablePilates.com slash retreat. We'll see you in Las Vegas. All right, Claire, we normally have an audience question, but something tells me you are usurping that. <laughs> yes. Since I am a guest hostess, um, I have
1: a question for you. Um, you and I've been chatting a bunch lately. I know that you're doing, um, the, um, the, um, author's way, no, the artist's way, not the artist's author. way. hmm so you, and and it's funny, every time you talk about this, it makes me giggle because I think you're a person that always does all the things, but I want to, I want to check in on your hobbies. You were testing out new hobbies. So the question is, do you have a new favorite hobby yet? And what is it? Or do you have a hobby that you will
0: never do that you just experienced recently? Oh, that is a good question. <laughs> so I have to say, I tested out this hobby of laying by the pool and I love that. (laughs) I was in a cabana and people were bringing me all the things. And so there is something really luxurious about that, but I have to say, um, I don't know if you call it a hobby more as a habit, but I want to make sure that once a month I am laying poolside somewhere. If that means I have to get a hotel pass in my local area, I will. I just went to a casino yesterday and they did not need my hotel room key. And I won't say which hotel it was because I don't want to blow their cover, but I know, and I'm going to be using that pool. <laughs> so um, that's not my hobby. I will say um, I enjoy the macrame. That was really fun. I was supposed to do a loom thing. Someone was going to let me borrow their loom and I have not been able to get my hands on that yet, but I really do like the idea of it. I think, um, where I'm currently in my life, I'm having fun dabbling, but I'm not ready to commit to anything yet because I'm also enjoying doing nothing. And something about hobbies is it's easy for me to busy myself with them. And I'm really trying to speak mental health. I'm really, really trying to make sure that I'm actually spending time with myself and not just like being busy all the time. So currently I do like the Lyra. It's painful. It's fun. Makes me feel really cool. Um, I do like a little macrame, but I'm not ready to go and like go to the craft shop and invest in anything or buy a group pass. Yeah.
1: I mean, my mom's favorite hobby is napping. So I think um between your pool side and her napping, um, I, yeah. I'm I'm a fan. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, I'm in
0: for both. I'm in for both. So, anyways, I would love to hear what people are doing for their hobbies because um I think it's a, it's fun to see what people call a hobby and like how it can be beneficial. And also like knitting can also be a great way to decompress too. So I just yeah, I right now I'm just trying to make sure that I'm not overworking myself even with my hobbies. And if yeah. you have suggestions for Leslie, tag her at the Be It Pod on Instagram yeah. on
1: doing your hobbies. Yeah. Um, What's your favorite yeah. hobby, though? Is it writing? Mine? Well, you are, you write for work. That's not um, a hobby. No, I mean... Hmm. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I feel like, like, and this is why I giggle whenever you say it, because I feel like anything that we start out trying as a hobby ends up being, we find a way to make money out of it. (laughs) So I would say like writing is my hobby, but I feel like it's like, it's a side profession at the moment. Um, I feel, you know what? My favorite hobby has got to be reading. Like I've always been an avid, voracious reader, especially like, I'm a self-help junkie. So I'll go read a self-help book just like to see if I'm in alignment and whatever. Or like, I love a good romance, like goofy, like, um, you know, my best friend's wedding, like those kinds of rom-commy, you know, Bridgerton. I'll, I'll read all that stuff. So, yeah,
0: I do love, I love to read, you know, you just made me, um, uh, remember that one thing that I've, again, I'll end up making money out of it. But one thing that I want (laughs) to have the time for, and I'm trying to build our schedule around. So it's not really a hobby as much as it's like a a goal to do something is I really want to be a tequila sommelier. And there is tequila school in Mexico. And I found a school that has like one month, six week, eight week, three month programs. You better believe I've researched. Like, how do I buy a, a rent a house there? How many dogs can I have at it? How can Brad and I live in Mexico while well, I, the chief visionary officer, learns about tequila? <laughs> oh my gosh, I can see the future of Pilates retreats.
1: Come take Pilates by day and taste tequila by night. day. <laughs> the tequila and Pilates, yeah. Feel <laughs> a tequila, that's what we'll call it. <laughs> All right, sign up below. Um. <laughs> yeah.
2: All right, where are my reformer lovers at? I got something for you this June. Okay, so here's the deal control balance off on the reformer and other advanced exercises can really scare the heck out of you if you don't feel like you were born a gymnast or if you just don't feel like you can get upside down and so i decided to create a week-long program it's free where we're going to actually break down this exercise to help you find the control balance off that works for you you'll have an incredible community daily support of tips tools strategies three live classes and extra tutorials and classes to support you on this journey in one week to help you go from what the heck is this exercise to somewhere along the lines of getting on and off some of you will get all the way off some of you will get all the way back on somewhere i'll be somewhere in between and it's going to be a lot of fun again this program is free the control your balance challenge and so sign up at onlineplotisclasses.com slash control
0: Let's talk about Melissa Doman. Melissa, I would love to
1: talk about Melissa Doman. Um, This was so exciting to hear this in real time. Like I was jumping up and down in the background. Um, (laughs) I was taking notes and you two were talking. Uh, Melissa Doman uh, is an organizational psychologist, a former clinical medical health therapist and author of a book you need to write down and get in the show notes. Yes, you can talk about mental health at work. Here's why and how to do it really well. Melissa works with companies and across industries around the globe including small companies you might not have heard of like Microsoft, Estate Lauder, Salesforce, Siemens. Um, she's been featured in magazines and, and articles um, on uh, in Vogue and on the BBC and CNBC about um, the great resignation, mental health at work, conversations about the Ukraine crisis and more. She, this woman has lived all around the world and it was just, it's an amazing conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely go listen
0: to it again
1: after you listen yeah. to it. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I agree. I really am so grateful. She said yes, because I think that, I mean, it's so easy to find people who are like, yeah, let's talk about mental health. And she is like fired up. She's like, we all gonna be talking about mental health. Here's mine. I mean, she like literally is li- li- living, speaking, breathing version of her book. I believe. Yeah. yeah. Well,
1: and it was nice. Cause I didn't feel shamed when she was talking about, it. I felt energized. Like, yeah. um, like these are the things I'm going to go be proactive about.
0: Um, Anyway, sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. What was your favorite thing that she mentioned? (laughs) Okay, so you have to write this down. I even said it in the um, in the episode. I said, everyone, go to the show notes and write this down. By the way, on the LeslieLogan.co site, we have all the transcripts, so you can actually just like copy and paste things that you love that people say. By the way, hint, hint, text it to yourself, text it to a friend. So one thing I love that she said was on well-being shaming, doing things. uh, So let's say somebody basically, it's like if somebody like says, "Oh, must be nice that you get to leave work earlier. Must be nice." you can go on a run on your lunch break. Um that's that's well-being chaining. And um so she says your response should be doing things to manage my well-being pr- uh, practices a healthy adult thing to do. Can you help me understand why you don't agree? And I just love this because I'm sure you're like oh my god, I have to stand up for myself. Oh my god, do this. But you know, if they're like that it's because someone else made showed them that and like embodied that and amplified and showed that and they saw people getting rewarded for that. And you can actually be the person that says this is actually this is actually not a must be nice thing. This is actually how I show up and be your coworker. Can you tell me why that's a problem? And they might a, a solid healthy person might go, oh wow, that's really cool. And you know some people won't change, but I just really I really like that she brought that up and I love that she gave us a comeback for those well being shamers. Yeah. Well, and this, this goes with what I was saying too. I mean, she mentioned that,
1: um, she's a recovering people pleaser, which I, (laughs) that was one of the things I was like, yes, me, me. Um, so yeah, I totally understand that. And like, it's, there's ways to reframe where you're not apologizing. You're not, because anytime you apologize, that's you trying to people please. And if you reframe it and put it out there, like this is who I am. Um, then and then you're not trying to to make others pleased by anything, and that sort of goes along with the the thing I took from it. Yeah, what sort of um, thing? Mine was you. People need to understand, or there's an understanding of that people have different levels of needs and ways they work, and also part of that too is people don't know what you need unless you tell them. So, and yeah. when, and this is part of the conversation about like the email after work, and and I'm one of those people. Like I panic. When I'm like, oh my gosh, my boss sent me an email because I work in corporate America. My boss sent me an email. I need to respond to it right now. And it's like, no, she was just sending it right then because it was on her mind right then. Right. And I, it wasn't until I had the conversation with her like three months in that I, I didn't understand that she just needed to get it out of her brain. She didn't need me to respond. She just needed to let go of it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and like, of course you'd assume that because she's emailing you, but, um, that's something like I, you know, I try to do with our team is like, I, 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 we, we have people live all over the world. So we're going to talk on Slack Monday and email all day long. So the assumption is you don't need to respond unless I say it's an emergency. I can't find this thing, but then I'll probably just call you. If it's an actual emergency, I'm just going to pick up the phone and be like, I'm so sorry. I am calling you after work hours. I can't find this thing. I've had to do that twice before. And I felt like a jerk, but I was just like, I'm really sorry. This is, I just need two seconds. I'm the emergency. I can't find this thing. And most people don't mind that because it's respectful of their time. But I also, you know, I have had people who've responded to me after hours when I've sent something and I was like, "Oh, I didn't I didn't realize you worked this late. Is everything okay?" Oh, that's a because good one. Cuz I I don't want the team to be a bunch of workhorses. <laughs> I want them, you know, I want them to get their job done and they should be able to get it done in the amount of hours we we've, we've allotted for it and if they can't, I want them to let me know um so that we can figure that out because some things can be automated that they were doing, right? But it does require the, the, you telling your boss, Hey, it stresses me out when you email me at 8 PM. And then your boss going, Oh, I'm just this. I was just thinking about it. I didn't actually expect you like, you know, we make assumptions. And so it's like, we have to have, we're human beings so we have to have a conversation. And I love that Melissa talked about that so many times in it's like, be clear, be cl- kind and like, tell people what you need and why, why you need it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. And, and again, like, I know you mentioned in the pod, in the the recording, that, um, you know, you're a small business owner, you have several people that listen to this podcast that are small business owners. Um, I think a good piece of advice for anybody who owns their own business is to make sure you leave the door open for questions to be asked, um, you know, for anybody that works for you. So that way, if it, you know, if you get to a point, because again, unless the door is opened, like I, I didn't know that I was, you know, allowed to ask questions. Right. Um, but then also people like me who work for bosses, like ask the questions, like tell people what you need um, and ask what the expectation is.
0: Well, for example, one of our team members had came to me and she said, I'm con- I'm actually over my hours every single week. And I was like, oh, how long have you been this? Like for months. And I was like, okay, <laughs> um, in the future, if it goes on longer than a week to two weeks, can you just like... Pipe in and say, hello, I'm I'm hitting over my hours. I'm being overworked. We don't know. All we know is that you're getting your work done. You know, so I hate that that happened. I feel terribly about it. Let's fix it. And also I so this doesn't happen in the future. Here's how it needs to be, so that we can support you. And and that's, you know, it's basically it's like unless someone's a total dickhead, both people have to have a conversation about where the line got crossed and who allowed who to cross it and who crossed it. And how do we not cross it again?
1: (laughs) Well, and she talked about having the moment of like blowing up or exploding and like, you have to do the prep work before that. And Mm -hmm. it's, you know, conversations like this are scary conversations until you have them. And then after you've had them, like, again, it's what it's anything else. It's, it's, it's practice. So, just have the conversation. A lot of times some people will respect you more on the other side for having the conversation.
0: Yeah. And also if it doesn't go the way you want, well, now, you know, and you're not wasting any more time like going, Oh my God, they don't listen to me. They don't do this. It's like, yep, they don't listen to me. (laughs) And I now have to decide if this is a place that I want to work at. Or, you know, where do I want to take my expertise and what team do I want to be part of? You know, so, yeah.
1: Speaking of taking your expertise places, should we get an action items? Yes. I love these. All right. So let's talk about what bold, executable, intrinsic, or targeted action items can we take away from your conversation? I took away... Um, and I loved the way she phrased this. And she said it a couple of times, the crucial conversational literacy. Everyone needs to have a modicum of knowledge about mental health in the workplace. I just yeah. thought that was just a like, go out and make sure you understand who you are and what rights you have in your workplace to create a, a safe and a, a good working environment for you mentally.
0: Right. Like I, I love it. Cause it's like, we can't the, those people who work for someone. You can't expect your bosses to be enlightened around this and, and like literally look out for every moment of your mental health and well-being while they're running a business. And bosses, you can't expect your team to come at you with all their mental health stuff and actually speak up. You have, like, everybody has to be educated in their roles and where they need to go when they need some mental health and well being support or some education or some needs. And so I think it's like, it really does require, and she said this in the thing, like, we have to come together as a team and we have to actually go, what does that look like? <laughs> Why do we care about that?
1: Yeah. And, you know, unless you're starting the conversation and actually this is a this can start at water coolers like this can start at the kitchen. This can start as you're waiting to join a Zoom meeting, like or as you're waiting for everybody to join the Zoom meeting, just start chatting about mental health in the workplace. Like the more we bring this to the forefront, um, even if if you feel like you're not affected at this moment, the more we talk about it, the more we make other people comfortable about the conversation and, and empower them to go have the conversation if they need to.
0: Yeah. Well, and also like this moment is like, if you're not being impacted in this moment with your mental health, this is the best time to have those conversations (laughs) because you can then actually have it. And you're not like what she said when she had her fuzzy brain, like we're trying to stay alive. And this part is like, ah, (laughs) I'm yeah. overwhelmed. No one is listening to me. Yeah. Um, so I, yeah, I think it's like w- the, what I really love is like, we, she's in no way are the leaders in the company to blame for mental health and the company, but also in no way are the employees scot-free and ha- like, we all have to take part in owning our mental health and wellbeing, being clear on what we need and asking for it and understanding that they're going to have ask requests where they are. And somewhere in the middle, we all have to meet. And if we can't, then you may have to like ask yourself, what other options do I have? And that might not be the right place for you. And that's okay too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So start the conversation. Um, Leslie, yeah. what was your be action? item? Okay. So she, first of all, what I love is she's like, take action. You guys have to take action, like. And hello, action brings clarity. It's the antidote to fear. So especially if you're scared to talk about mental health at work, take one of these actions. And um, and I just, I just like the simplest thing is like read her book. And I know it's for mental health in the workplace. And I know a lot of you might work for yourself, or you um might work on a small team. But I feel like within a family, it's really important to be like. I feel to me, families are another business. Like they all, <laughs> they have bills. There needs to be a lot of uh, income. We have goals of vacation, these things, right? So like, but talk about it. You can implement these things. And I think it's really important because sometimes someone in the family is going to be going through something and it's going to require the whole family to be like, okay, what do you need right now to help you get through this busy time? Like that's really, you know, like when we're really crazy in a launch, we actually have to tell everyone in our Vegas family, hey, here's a deal. We are in a crazy time right now. That means no extra dogs can be here. That means we are having dinner delivered. If you want to come over for dinner, you have to leave after dinner. Like you
1: even <laughs> message me sometimes. You're like, hey, girl, I'm not going to be able to talk this next week because yeah. I right, well, got a launch going on. Yeah, so.
0: yeah, and also like learning to say that so that I don't get pissed off when people are bothering me. I'm like, well, they don't know. They don't know. And so read this book, everyone. I it's in the show notes. I'm really, really am excited about what what she is doing, and I really think that. The more responsibility we can take for ourselves and our mental health, the easier it is for us to ask for that at work, to ask for that with our partner, to ask for that from ourselves, and then um, and then we can really change the world, you know. In this way, I just I just really believe in it. So, but it does mean that we all have to take responsibility for taking care of ourselves and understanding what our mental health and well being needs are, and stop shaming people. Like if you say, please, please, please remove this. from your-. If you say, it must be nice for her, even in your head. About something that they're doing, let that be a flashlight to something that you wish you were doing for yourself. People who have boundaries are not rude. they're not bitches. They are people who that I need these boundaries in my life. I get people who say I, I asked people, they said I was really cold because you know they came to visit, and I um only was available for like a window of time, and I'm like, <laughs> Okay, if I had made myself available to you the whole time, I you would have hated me because I have to. There are things I have to do so that I can show up and be this person. I'm not this person now. Re- like like a I'm not a, like a light switch, <laughs> yeah. you know. So I think we have to. We all it, we, this wasn't a big it action item, but I'm making it one. Watch the well being shaming you have towards yourself, your friends, your coworkers, because use it as a flashlight of what you're actually needing in your life and, um, and, and, and actually see them as like, Oh wow, look at that person taking care of themselves. Like what if we saw that in people instead of like judging it? Yeah, that's
1: great. Uh, that's so great. Yeah. Um, in, in, uh, in acting school, we always, we weren't supposed to like pick apart people. We were, we were supposed to say, I wish you would do dot, dot, dot instead. So it turns into a positive. <laughs> uh but I like yours better. I like flashlight for yourself better. Flashlight.
0: <laughs> yeah. I like, well, you know, um, I uh, like, uh, I think it was my therapist. I, I was really, I was, I got upset myself for how I handled something. And she goes, the problem is not how you handled it. The problem is the judgment you have towards yourself. So yeah. whenever you are like this, see it as a flashlight of where you still have to do the work. And I was like, Oh, there's more work. <laughs> there's more work to be done. But I think, you know, it's like, um, whenever you're envious of something, it's just a flashlight of something you're really wanting for yourself. And maybe you didn't know that. So like, go, Oh, thank you. So-and-so for letting me know, I really want to be going for a run on my lunch break, or I want time on my lunch break for myself. So Claire, I'm so excited. You got to be part of this. Um, I'm going to make Brad needs to listen to this, obviously because we have a company, but Um, you, you are on the other side of this. So I like have a company, you work for companies and, um, I have to do a little shout out because you, the first time we had you on the podcast, you were manifesting a job and you got a job offer with like more money than like whatever you asked for. Right. And then, um, so that was like in your whole episode, like manifesting money. And then, um, two weeks ago, you were like manifesting a new job and we were doing manifesting stuff. And not only did you get a new job, um, you got a really freaking awesome job and you got paid more money than you asked. for.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I was, I was told by the recruiter, no, no, they don't pay over this amount. And, um, they're paying me. They offered me more than the amount that they told me the more than I was asking for more than they told me that they wouldn't, so it was
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: manifesting,
0: so, manifest. So Claire, Solly, um, you can find her on Instagram at you won't be Solly. And um, so you can find her. She does manifestation stuff. She's a writer. She's got books. She teaches you how to write. So make sure you check all of those things out. But also like she is uh, a prime example to me. I just heard this and I, and I feel like you're the walking example of it. Like, don't take a no from a person who can't give you a yes. Right. Yeah. Because um, like. You could have listened to that recruiter and you could have been like, okay, I'm just going to get this and that's fine. But instead you like went into it. Like, I'm still, I'm open to receiving all that is there. And this is what I want. And this is like in my dream world. And they're like, and here, and here's more, and here's all of this. And here's, we're going to guarantee you. And like, (laughs) it exists out there. So y'all don't take a no from somebody who can't give you a yes, manifest what you want and it'll come, you had clarity and a vision around it. And that's why it comes to you. Yeah, exactly. And it
1: sometimes shows up in different ways. Like it's not a straightforward way. Sometimes like mine was very straightforward, but sometimes it comes at you in different directions. So manifest what you want and it'll show up.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Oh, I love you so much. Thanks for being my slingshot buddy. I love you. Thank you for being my slingshot friend. I'm so glad we do things like this together.
0: I know. And also everyone, let us know how you enjoyed this recap where we went off the fly straight off of... (laughs) Thanks. Amanda and Brad will let us know how we did. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're just here, beat it till we see it. And you should do the same. So, y'all, what were your favorite takeaways? What were your beat action items? Are you gonna read the, the Melissa's book? Let us know by screenshotting this. Tag the It Pod. You can tag you won't be solid, tag Melissa Doman, the wandering Mel, And let us know how the this impacted you and what you're gonna do about mental health and well-being in your life. Until next time, be it till you see it.